folks. Welcome to the Fourth and Long podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Thrash. Join with me is my good friend, Jace Long. Jace, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Pretty good. Excited. Excited for some NFL football today. I haven't watched too much of it, though. Excited to talk about yesterday. And yeah, let's just let's just get it going. So I have five takeaways from week nine. Probably could have came up with 10 of them. We'll just talk them out. My number one, Georgia gets up for big games. Kirby Smart will always get his team up for big games. I just, it's crazy how that happens. You see them play against South Carolina, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and they're in games with those teams that they shouldn't be in games with. And then they they play a better team on paper, and they just beat the shit out of them. I think I gave credit to Florida way too much in this game. Okay. Not a, not a merch believer. I don't know why I thought they could hang, but I did. I think I did the exact same thing. I was really high on Florida, and their obviously their biggest win is Tennessee at home. But after that South Carolina game, I was really excited for their offense with Graham Mertz and Ricky Pearsall. But, man, Georgia shut them down. This game was over with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. And after that first drive, Florida started out so good. You thought it was going to be a hell of a game. Exactly. I could not believe it turned out like that. And that fourth and one to start the second quarter by um, Billy Napier, that was insane. What a crazy call on that one. A halfback pass on fourth and inches. It just yeah, that, that, did that, not, not make sense. There's a reason why Florida fans are wanting fired. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I still think it's early. I still think he needs some more time, but damn. They do have a really good recruiting class and a, I think a five-star quarterback coming in next year, even though they were supposed to have one coming in this year and didn't want to pay him. Golly. But so another takeaway, moving on to the second one, the Big 12 could be left out of the playoff entirely. Especially now. Especially now. Uh, Do you think they could have even before? Uh, I think if you leave out any conference champion, it'd have to be the Big Twelve. That I was think before so the too. game. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, so you just Oklahoma going down yesterday. Obviously, we'll talk more about that. Um, Texas already losing to Oklahoma. I just a twelve and one Big Twelve champion might not make it to the playoff. You think two SEC teams can get in if Bama beats LSU and wins out? I don't. I don't think. Don't think? Mm, that's tough. That's tough. I don't think so. I think I think it's packed in other areas because I, I know they want two Big Ten teams really bad. And there's a likelihood that that will happen over two SEC teams, in my opinion. God, I hate the Big Ten. I would rather watch <laughs> grass grow than watch Big Ten football. <laughs> man, it's tough. It's tough. We'll talk oh, about boy. that Ohio State and Wisconsin game later. But, man, even that was a big matchup, the best matchup of the day in that conference. And, gosh, it was rough to get through. Um, all right, third point. Third point out of five. Still got a long way to go. The ACC is just weird. It just I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I feel like it's Florida State, and then they're on tier one, and then everybody else is on tier five. That's just – that's the separation to me. There's one thing you need to know about the ACC. Okay. And it's that NC State is not a damn basketball school. That's crazy. <laughs> he can't – who was that? Uh, Steve Smith said that? Yep. <laughs> Oh, he was mad about that. Good gosh. <laughs> but the NC State's not a basketball school to begin with. They're not they've never been that good in basketball. <laughs> um all right, so the ACC is just weird, meaning so Clemson, I mean, Florida State blew out a mediocre Wake Forest team, and mediocre's probably giving them a little too much credit. Um Notre Dame beat the hell out of a Pittsburgh, 58-7. to The same Pittsburgh team that beat a one-loss Louisville team. That Louisville team shut out Duke yesterday. A the Duke team, Duke. exactly, exactly. Duke beat Clemson, and we'll talk about Clemson here in a second. But Clemson lost to NC State. So it's just a full circle, and I just don't, I just don't even know what to think about them. I really don't. And Duke should have beat Notre Dame. Yes, yes, they had plenty of opportunities. They had the ball with three minutes left. They should have. Let's see, number four, and we could go on and on about this. Clemson is heading into a dark, dark place. Man, I think Dabo only has one more season of that, and he's going to be looking for a new job. Uh, yeah, I feel you. On Saturday Down South, they were talking about 
how Dabo might take a break after this season. And I, I fully understand it. I really do. Um, I'm getting closer to that opinion myself. Uh, but like a dark place, meaning we've seen Florida be at the top of the mountain. And then now these past five, six years, um, even longer than that, they just haven't been the same Florida team. Texas, Texas just apparently got back this year, even though they're not all the way back. Uh, Tennessee had a long drought. And then Nebraska, them, they used to run the 90s, obviously. And it's, it's a dark place. It really is. They are on the verge of going into that place. And they really have no excuse. They have five-star talent all over the field. All over the place. It's just Dabo is hurting them. He's hurting them. It's his own pride getting in the way with the transfer portal, NIL. I mean, you have to adapt, and he's he's staying in his ways. It's like Les Miles is running that offense. God, that offense is horrible. It's horrible. All right, my fifth and last takeaway from week nine, then we'll get into some games that happened. Blowouts suck, man. Blowouts suck. There were – Huge games yesterday. Duke, I mean, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma and Kansas. That was a great game. Let's see, Florida State, Wake Forest, Oregon, and uh, Utah. And you could even say Ohio State and Wisconsin was kind of a it – was, it was never a blowout, but it was it was ugly. Um, Texas and BYU was also a blowout that I didn't expect. Um, there was some more I'm forgetting probably, but, man, just a rough day. Duke and Louisville, 23 to nothing. It's just blowouts just suck. Yeah, it's such a horrible day for college football yesterday. I mean, there's <laughs> two, two or three good games, but, man, Yeah, it man. It was rough. It was rough. All right, let's get into some talking about the games. The game of the day, shocker of the day, Oklahoma loses to Kansas 38-33. to Man, start off with a huge hell yeah to Kansas. I remember Absolutely. a few years ago, they were the laughing stock of college football. Leopold has that team going in the right direction, and I'm here for you, it. You want to talk about a basketball school? That is Kansas. And now what they're doing on the football field, I mean, they started off 5-0 and last year, started off 4-0 and this year, I believe, and now they're 6-2. and They're going to be a ranked team in week 10. It's It really is crazy to think about. This is so – they haven't beat Oklahoma, I think, close to 30 years. So just a huge statement win for that team. Um, remember, this is a backup quarterback. This is not even Jalen Daniels. This is Jason Bean taking over a really good Kansas team and coming out with a huge win. And Oklahoma and Texas going SEC, man. Big Big Twelve's wide open for them. It is. It absolutely is. Who runs that conference when when they leave? Who takes over? Kansas is looking like it. Yeah, Baylor. Kansas. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. Both Kansas teams. Kansas, Kansas State. <laughs> that's crazy to think about. That is really crazy to think about. That's, that's a fun fan base to have a good team. So yes, I'm it is. For them. I'm here for it. I am and too, man. That game was such an old-school Big 12 game. It was. It was. No no defense, high-powering offense. Really fun to watch. Yep. And Kansas, they started off 14 or nothing. And even at that point, I was like, ah. They'll um they'll get up early. I think Oklahoma still comes back, and then a rain delay. I think it was a lightning delay, pushed it thirty minutes back, and um, Oklahoma went up twenty one fourteen, and I pretty much thought it was over at one point in the third quarter. But Kansas kept coming back, kept coming back, um, and then Jason Bean threw a terrible interception on a halfback screen late in the fourth quarter, but they held their ground and got the ball back and drove right down the field. And scored it. There's there to be no defense in that game. They were hitting some people. Absolutely. Really fun. Absolutely. All right. Second game of the day. This is probably the number one matchup of the day. This is what we were all excited for. Georgia and Florida. Georgia wins this game. Ooh, 43 to 20. Carson Beck, what a day. What a day. God, dude. I can't stand Carson Beck, but I agree. <laughs> what a day. But he had a, I don't know why people still doubt him, but, man. Yep. Um, so, without Brock Bowers, which on everybody's saying is the best player in college football, and I might be on an island with this. And I know how good Brock Bowers is, but I feel like they're losing. they're using that term a little too loosely with the best player in college football term. Even though he is fantastic, could be, could be the greatest tight end of all time. But – I just feel like that term's getting thrown around a little loosely, but it didn't matter today. It did not matter. 
Um, Carson Beck threw it to some man. He threw it to everybody. He threw it to everybody. Um, their running back had a really good game. Uh, I think what's Edwards, Dejon Edwards. He had a really good game. I think almost 100 yards. And they just did whatever they want to Florida after that opening draft. Georgia seems like a team that just has like a few random white dudes that just go off every game. Yes. Yes. Lad McConkey had a day. What a name, Lad McConkey. Crazy. What a lad. A lad. What a lad. All right. So I was I was really excited about this game because I thought maybe Georgia can maybe Georgia will lose this game. I, I we haven't seen a regular season loss from Georgia in since twenty twenty. Because they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game 2021 and then haven't lost since then. So we haven't seen a loss from Georgia since 2020. That's crazy to think about. Um, I, don't want, I don't want to get too ahead on ourselves. we got previews next week and everything, but that Missouri game is going to be crazy. It's, okay, I got, I got a question for you then. If you had to bet $1,000 if Georgia loses one of the next three games versus Missouri at home, versus Ole Miss at home, and then at Tennessee, would you bet that they lose one of those games or they remain undefeated? Like I said, it's hard. $1,000. $1,000. That's big money. Well, maybe big not money. to you, but. Oh, yeah, okay. Like I said, it's hard to doubt Kirby. If I had to put money on it, I got to say they go undefeated. I think I would, too. And this, today, if you had asked me before this game kicked off, I would have said, yeah, out of those four, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, I think they lose one of those. But after this performance, I know Florida is maybe worse than we expected or not as good as we thought they were, but I don't think I could I don't think I could pick Georgia to lose. I really don't. Um moving on to the game day. Where game day was at today, Utah. Oregon takes down Utah 35 to 6. And this surprised the hell out of me, Jason. Yeah, man, Utah's a good team, and Oregon just completely dominated them. From every and every part of the game, Oregon dominated. Like you said, uh, like you told me earlier, Oregon's offense is, I think on paper, the second best or the number one in the country. And what they did today on the defensive side is the most impressive to me. It just doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, also Bo Nick showed why he's been in college football for 15 years. Exactly. That maturity. Got to be in a Heisman conversation above J.J. McCarthy. Oh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Don't worry about that. Oh, that's been pissing me off all week. Um, But, yeah, Utah has not had a good offense all year. They really haven't. I mean, they – I don't know how many times they've gotten over over, um, 30. I can't really think of the top of my head. But it hasn't been too many times. And they put up 14 points on UCLA with one of those being a defensive touchdown. They put up seven on Oregon State. And so it's just not a very high-powered offense. They did put up 34 against USC last week, but who couldn't do that? Um, But, yeah, Oregon just shut them down. Shut them down. And Utah is a good team. That's the really cool part about it. But 35-6, to complete domination. All right. Let's move on. Or you can go ahead. One more, one more thing about that game. I am the biggest SEC fan there is, and I just got to say the Pac-12 is freaking awesome this year. How good has that damn conference been? Every game is fun to watch. Every game. Um, okay, what other game do we want to talk about here? We'll talk about another ranked matchup, or probably close to ranked matchup. I don't think Kentucky's ranked. Tennessee beats Kentucky 33-27. to that was actually a really fun game. It really was, man. Um, Devin Leary had his best game at Kentucky by far, by a mile. Um, I think he had almost 300 yards past. I, I can't think I of think, the top of my head. I think he had over 300 yards. Okay, okay. Um, I can tell you the exact number. Yeah, tell me that. So, Devin Leary, the, to me, horrible quarterback. Horrible. Oh, he's been rough. He was... 28 of 39 for 372, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Gosh, Almighty. And I said so he barely close, got 300. That's, that's closer to four. Joe Milton, 18 of 21, 228 in a touchdown. 18 of 21. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you would never think it would be a quarterback duel between these teams. You really wouldn't. Some of the, no. I think Tennessee leads the SEC in rushing, and Kentucky's not far behind them. So I thought this game would be pretty much prioritized on the ground. But nope, they let them sling it. They let Bazooka Joe and the second best transfer porter quarterback of this offseason sling the ball. <laughs> Devin's so, freaking leery, man. I can't believe perfect. it. Every time I talk bad about somebody, they show up. So I feel you. I feel you. Dane Key had a day, um, but man, we're talking about we're talking about the uh, loser too much. Tennessee, what a win going into Kroger Field. Um, Bob Stoops or Mark Stoops, excuse me. He's wanting some more money to pay his players, get a better team in there, and for all those comments, he's got to win games like this. He's got to win games like this. He's never going to get fired against Kentucky, but you can't talk so much crap and then not show up. I know it, man. And just the way it was to the fans, just a very weird con- – I know that was weeks back, but it's still funny to look back on. What's crazy uh, is they got that... – Go ahead. Go ahead. What's crazy At is the they end got of that this... ball game. <laughs> <laughs> they got this number two ranked transfer poor quarterback, Devin Leary, and they were – they're worse now than they were two or three years ago when they had a freaking wide receiver playing quarterback. Oh, Lynn Bowden. You don't ever forget Lynn about Bowden. those days. Man, I loved it. I, um, I think I watched his highlights about two or three weeks back. Just a stud. Um, but Kentucky, I think, I think, I know, I think the commentator said something about this, but me and, me and Kelsey's brother were watching this. He had money on this game, I believe. And, we were watching this game, and two or three times a Kentucky defensive lineman would go down faking an injury. And I think the commentator said something about it. Well, the last, I think, 44 seconds. It was 44 seconds on the clock. It was third down for Tennessee, meaning that they had to run one more play and probably punt the ball, um, if, I, if I have that correct. Kentucky was out of timeouts, but the play clock did not allow Tennessee to just knee the ball out. and. For some reason, I think Kentucky um, had a defensive player go down like injury trying to stop the clock. And the thing was, Kentucky didn't have any timeouts. So there was a 10-second runoff because of that. <laughs> and that was the ball game. They didn't have to snap another play. So just kind of <laughs> kind of bit them, bit them in the ass on that one. Uh, but, yeah, that was, really, that was a really funny way to happen. Josh Heupel, he's, he's done such a good job at Tennessee. Yeah, it's really turned it around. Absolutely. I don't know much Let's about their depth chart, but Joe Milton's going after this year. I don't know how yes. they're going to look after him, but I don't. I don't imagine they can get much worse. Man, apparently a lot of fans are calling for their uh, second string quarterback. His name's his name's Nico. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's a it's a wild last name. I'd have to do some more research on it. But his name's Nico, and apparently he's pretty pretty good. But it, why is everybody's backup quarterback so much better than the starter? Why do the fans think that? Mississippi State week three, college game day, went on live TV and said that Gary Nussbauer might start over Jaden Daniels. Oh, my gosh. The the future Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels. I wish we could talk about him this week, but nope, we got to wait till the next God, week. Or we got to wait till the preview show. I talk about him every day. <laughs> don't, don't show the homerism, man. Don't show the homerism. I, I, I'll try not to. Especially on the first episode, man. Good gosh. I don't know. Um, all Rock- right, let's move on to a different game. Oh, go ahead. Rockin' my LSU shirt, drinking a beer. Are you? Man, yep. you got the day off tomorrow, don't you? Yep, Monday and Tuesday. <sighs> what a life. I would lo- I would like to have Mondays off because Sundays, Sundays just don't even feel like a weekend because i got to uh, work in the morning. But All right, let's move on to a different game. Uh, Jace, what game do you want to talk about? Let's go to the game that pisses me off the most. Let's do USC Cal. USC Cal. What a crazy game this was. Um, yeah. I wrote down a quote. Um, actually, it's just the same. Lincoln Riley is the definition of offense wins games and defense wins championships. It, his name should be attached to that quote. Yeah, man. It just follows him everywhere he goes. I don't know how it's, he does it. USC has more money than they know what to do with. Get oh, my gosh. 
How does that make sense? How does it make sense? They got to get out of the top 25. If they're still in the top 25 after yesterday, man, this is crazy. Florida hasn't been ranked all be. I think they will be. I know it. I know it. I think they will be ranked, though, still. That's just how the that's how the AP poll works. But Alex Grinch, USC's defensive coordinator, cannot keep having a job. What is What does he have on Lincoln Rally? He has some information. He has some blackmail on him or something. Good gosh. He's, he's got to. I, I just think it don't even matter at this point. Lincoln Rally has to game plan around the defense. Okay, yeah. He's I used to it. That defense is so um, bad. Cal, Cal's fifth-string running back who wasn't even listed on the depth chart, was having success running the ball. <laughs> I just rewatched that fourth quarter a, a um, about an hour ago trying to freshen up with my memory on that one. But Man, do you – and you said you like the um, two-point conversion call. Yeah, man, I like it. Cal's not a good team. You're trying to beat a pretty solid USC team. Go for it. Because in overtime, yes. I mean, no one was stopping nobody. So yeah, that's true. So USC survives fifty to forty nine, and they move on to. Are they six and two or seven and two? Six and two, right? I think so. Um, Josh Pate on his podcast was talking about how Lincoln Riley looks like a guy that is that's got one foot in college football right now and one foot in the NFL. And a lot of people are agreeing with that. A lot of people are saying that he could have a job in the NFL next year instead of college. Yeah, man, I just – I don't know. He's a good recruiter and all that. But, I mean, he's got life made at USC. Let's see why he'd leave. Yes, yep. Um, he's all right. not a championship-caliber coach. I mean, it's pretty well proven at this point. I don't think so. And I mean, obviously he hasn't done it yet, and he could. I mean, he could. He just needs, he just needs one thing to get right. But it's crazy. I don't think he prioritizes it. So I have a question for you. Yep. If you think, do you think if Lincoln Riley takes the LSU job and gets Caleb Williams transferred to LSU, do you think he is the exact same as the USC, or do you think he has more success or less success? Ooh, that's tough because LSU's defense has been so bad. Their secondary has been so bad. Oh my um, god, it's crazy to think about that. Even, like when he comes to, if he. Would have came to LSU, he might still have the same defense he has at USC. That's crazy. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he would be uh, better at LSU. He'd have, um, I want to say he'd be better at LSU. I mean, there's several reasons why he wouldn't. There's several reasons why every game would be a lot more tougher on him because of the uh, defense, because the offense is in the SEC, and because of just how physical it is in the SEC. So I, I don't know. I might lean towards no. I might lean towards that. He needs to stay in conferences that he's in, like less physical conferences and have shot at playoffs, even with less physical teams and more offensive-driven teams. Yeah, man, he's got to change something. Just He's got to. best team he had was 2017 when they lost to Georgia. Yes, yep. I mean, even last year they had an opportunity to go to the playoff if they beat Utah. And that's crazy to think that USC team could have been in the playoff. I mean, they it could have been ugly for them, but who knows? I mean, it couldn't get ugly more uglier than uh, TCU in Georgia. Well, I know no one probably wants to hear about this, but Arkansas fans. But you think Pittman's done? I don't. I honestly don't think so. And I would be fine with him being done. That's the thing. I love Sam Pittman, and most Arkansas fans do love Sam Pittman as a man, as a as a um, as a person. But the football has not translated well. And his specialty is offensive linemen. And we might have one of the offense, worst offensive lines in the country. I mean, seriously, it's it's that bad. Um, but with the firing of Dan Enos, our offensive coordinator, I keep saying R. I'm a, I'm a huge Hogs fan, for anybody listening that doesn't know that. Um, huge Razorback fan, unfortunately. Um, I need to add that. But with the firing of Dan Enos, I think he has – Proved him or not proved himself, but I think he has bought himself another year. Now, if we lose to, if we go winless or just beat FIU in two weeks and just go three and nine, he definitely still could be out. Three and nine is just horrible. Man, I think the Mississippi State game was atrocious. Auburn, it was ugly. Auburn, who can't incorporate a forward pass in their offense, put up twenty-seven on them. 
a 27 on them. Oh, man. Yes, it's it's terrible to think about. That same Auburn team, um, they beat Cal 14 to 10 in week two. <laughs> so that's just that's a thing to throw in there. Let's appreciate how terrible our hot takes were preseason. My hot take right. preseason was that Auburn would be a dark horse in the SEC. What does a dark horse mean in that? that you make a run, beat teams you're not supposed to beat. They have yet to okay, do that. Okay. I would have agreed I, with you. What was my your, hot take? Your take was absolutely atrocious. Oh, you Mississippi Miss- State. Mississippi State, man. Yeah, what a bad take. <laughs> that is a horrible take. Horrible. I think I picked them eight and four, maybe nine and three. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that. First year head coach. Man, how he regressed Will Rogers is mind blowing. I cannot. I, that's just, you can't even wrap your head around it. You can't. Holy, man. Um, I wish I had my laptop and I wish everything was charged, but I don't know Mississippi State's record. And it doesn't matter to Mississippi State fans, probably, but I don't know if they can be bowl eligible, even if they went out. I don't know the record. Their record is four and four. What? Four and four. They have Kentucky next week, which is winnable. It is winnable at home, I think. Texas A&M following week. Mm-hmm. And Southern Miss. So they have Got at it. least one more. Um, so, yeah, they need two more wins out of four. And they can imagine um, Ole Miss is 10-1 and one going into the Egg Bowling. Mississippi State shocks them and knocks them out of the playoff race at the SEC championship race. <laughs> Man. Um, all right, getting too ahead of ourselves. Let's see. Hey, I called this upset. I called this upset, and I'll talk about him later on. Arizona beats Oregon State 27-24. Do what? Wait, what did you say? What game are we talking about? Arizona and Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ. name? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know what you said. I didn't even hear DJ. I just said, ooh, ooh, ooh. I was like, I don't know what the hell you said. DJ Oogabadoogie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, we can, we can well, edit that out. <laughs> Arizona has been hot as all hell. Even in losses, they've been hot. They have, since their starter, Jaden Delora, went down. And he was, he had, had a pretty good season last year and started off pretty ugly. He had three interceptions against Mississippi State the first half, a game where they still had a chance to win that game in overtime. He gets hurt in the Stanford game, and their backup quarterback, Noah Fafida, about 5'11", he is quick as all hell, and he's just been a stud for them. He came and won them the Stanford game, 21-20. to He loses to Arizona. To, um, Washington, 31-24. to 24. He beats – oh, I'm, I might be cussing a little too much on here, but he beats the hell out of Washington State, 44-6, to six, and then almost beats USC, 43-41. to 41. Yeah, I listened – I don't remember who it was, but I don't, I don't follow Arizona football at all. But I heard earlier this week that this team is totally different than the team that played Mississippi State. And I mean, I believe it's it crazy. Now. Absolutely. They are totally different. Um – so their losses are Mississippi State, USC, and Washington. USC and Washington, not too bad of losses. Um, Mississippi State one is a bad one, but they are five and three now. Um, they should be bowl eligible and just up. They definitely should go to a bowl game is what I'm saying, but they might even go bigger than that. Eight and four. I mean, nine and three. That's that's in their view. That could happen. And it's yeah. crazy that this team made a turnaround like this. But that Fafita kid, he's a true freshman. And, man, he has been a beast. Yeah, man. Pac-12 is um, awesome. Dude, it is. It's so good. Um, let's go. Yeah, I feel. Let's go to the Big Ten, the most annoying conference in the country. Ohio State beats Wisconsin 24-10. to um, Travion Henderson, a huge breakout game for him. Um, obviously, he had an amazing 2021 campaign, and then 2022 he was riddled with injuries. This season he's also been – Riddled with injuries, but he had a huge game today, over 150 yards rushing. <clears throat> Marvin Harrison also has another a game where he goes over 150 yards receiving, and he's been a stud. One of the best receivers in football, arguably the best. Yeah, he's a cheat code. 
gosh. He just he makes Kyle McCord look like a top five quarterback in college football. Big Ten is so bad this year. That game was Man. so bad. It West was. Conference. It really was. Wisconsin kept it close, and the whole time I had no feeling they were going to win. Ever. No feeling. No feeling at all. They just couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah. I mean, that could be the only thing here in Ohio State is their defense. Their defense is really good. I mean, really good. You don't see that defense from most Ohio State teams, which is cool with that Ryan Day has implemented that and focused on the defensive side of things. Yeah, especially playing in, around not having C.J. Stroud anymore. Yes. Going from Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud to Kyle McCord. That's that's tough, man. But and he's he's made it happen. They're they're undefeated. They are one of the best teams in college football, and they have everything in front of them. Yeah, I still don't think they're a good enough team to beat <laughs> Michigan, who seems so flawless on offense. It seems like it. it's because um, they got everybody signed, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's because they got freaking Heisman favorite J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> oh boy! All right, another Big Ten game. All right, we'll get the Big Ten out of the way. Um, I think I do have another game to talk about, but not too, not too much. Penn State survives Indiana at Penn State. At home, they survive a two and five, now two and six Indiana team. So Penn State, I'll say it, even though I heard Josh Pate saying they're not overrated, they're properly rated. Say Penn it. State's overrated. Penn State's overrated. <laughs> James Franklin's overrated. Okay. They are not a top 10 team. Drew Aller is almost unwatchable. Dude, it's horrible. Horrible. I was so high on him because I thought he would be, like, he wouldn't be relied on too much because of their two running backs. They got two studs at running back. You got Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton, and he still he still does a lot. Um Drew Aller does, and he just looks – he does not look comfortable. He does not look accurate, and he does not look mobile whatsoever. It looks like – I mean, it looks like Tom Brady three years ago standing in the pocket. Yeah, he was 20 of 31, 210 against a two-win Indiana team. It's not a fun day. Man, we didn't, we didn't talk – I know we're not – we don't have to go back to this game at all, but we didn't talk about Dylan, Dylan Gabriel's day. He was top five in my Heisman – um, list, and that might be too high to begin with, but he barely had, I think, over 150 yards passing. Um, just a rough day for him. So, probably dropped probably dropped out of the Heisman race on that one. Probably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Penn State survives. They Drew Waller throws a horrible pick up 24-21 late in the fourth quarter. Indiana can't do anything on offense, which isn't surprising, so they tie it up. And then late in the fourth quarter, Drew Aller throws a fantastic pass, and it ends up being a touchdown. They go up 31-24, and then their defense causes a safety. They win 33-24. to um, This is one of those surviving advance wins. Don't look at film. Don't, don't um, watch this too much because it's not a good win. But – a win's a win. And coming off an emotional game against Ohio State. That is true. Let's the real see. That was also Indiana Super Bowl, you know. Why they showed it. <laughs> Your favorite quote. Your favorite I quote. Hate, I hate that argument. Okay, Josh ACC Pate. stuff. Go Josh ahead. Pate, if you are listening to this for some crazy reason, that's a stupid argument. Stop making it. <laughs> Josh Pate, my boy, my favorite podcast. Don't Don't listen to my friend here. Um, going on to the ACC, North Carolina does it again. They choke again to a really bad, ah, uh, really bad's a stretch, but a mediocre Georgia Tech team led by the Texas A&M prodigy, Haynes King. Yeah, I just expect it now. It seems like this happens quite often to North Carolina. It does. It does. They start off so good. They started off 6-0, and top 10 in the country. Their only um, tough matchup on paper was at Clemson in two or three weeks. And and that maybe that's not even tough anymore. But it doesn't matter now. It does not matter now. You had the perfect opportunity to go to the ACC championship, almost undefeated, probably on paper should be undefeated. And if you beat Florida State, you're in the college football playoff. I know that's a long stretch even then, but now it's impossible. You can't even do that anymore. Yeah, but who would have thought Haynes King problem was 
Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> oh, Jimbo really Fisher. Had a pretty good He year. did. Absolutely, man. Uh, Kelsey's texting me a food order. I got to text her back real quick. Um, North Carolina just choked it again. It's it's crazy how it happens to them every year. So who who's uh, projected to go to the ACC championship? Florida State and who? Louisville? Man. Then, I don't even know if they're Louisville? on the same side or not. Louisville and um, – no, it might be Louisville. Louisville's only loss is a horrible loss to Pittsburgh, but still it's only one – one conference loss. Yeah. It might be Louisville. They don't play Florida State at all. Yeah, I don't know. Florida State seems pretty solid. I don't think they'll lose. I don't think so either. I just Any. I don't know what to make of the ACC, like I said before. Um, staying in the ACC, we'll just talk about it just for a second. Uh, Louisville shuts out Duke 23 to nothing. Um, did not expect this at all. Riley Leonard, um, he played, but I don't think he was too healthy. And it was just ugly, an ugly game. Yeah, man, he was nine of nine of twenty three. I could accidentally do better than that with my left hand. <laughs> Maybe Louisville is just a tough ass place to play. Notre Dame does never never wants to go to Louisville again to play, and yeah. Duke might not want to ever again either. Yeah, dude, it's a rough day for Duke. Um, absolutely. We got two more ACC games. Clemson goes down to NC State. Like we talked about before, NC State is not a basketball school, Steve Smith. I don't know where you got that from. Um, another another horrible loss for Jim. Yeah, NC State is definitely not a basketball school. They proved that. So. <laughs> oh, that's just such a funny narrative, man. They're, they just have not been great at NC State. Um, last year they had Terquavion Smith in uh, basketball and – they had PJ Burns, I want to say, and they—I mean, they—I think they made the tournament last year. But where does basketball school come from? I don't even know an NBA player from NC State. Clemson threw the ball fifty times and put up seventeen oh, points. Money. Another overrated quarterback that was hyped up all damn season. K. Klubnik. Gosh, Amadi. Fifty times. <laughs> what was this that? 33 of 50 for 263 and two interceptions. Oh, man. Will Rogers oh, boy. is probably dreaming of playing that Clemson offense, throwing the ball. <laughs> Replace Klubnik and Will Rogers, and they are 6-1 um, and one right now. Dude, Clemson is really, really struggling life after Trevor Lawrence. It's been rough. Oh, man, it has been rough. I never thought about that. I mean, even – I mean, since since he's been gone, it's it has been terrible. Yeah, they were in a national championship game four years ago. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Yep. Uh, Miami and Virginia. My, Virginia has been crazy. Just out of nowhere. They beat, they upset North Carolina last week. Uh, they were one and six going into that game. They upset North Carolina 31 to 27 last week. And then tonight, they go into overtime with a good Miami team. Miami escapes from 29 26. It seems like Miami's in an overtime game every week. It does, don't it? They have been the two, yeah. two, uh, past two weeks. Yeah, Mario Cristobal has, for the most part, turned it around over there. Six and two, that's a good record for Miami compared to most years. He has, and if they need the ball down, they're seven and one. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> Who has um, Miami lost to? They've lost to um, Georgia Tech, obviously, and North Carolina. But I still don't see think that's Tyler what. Dyke, go ahead, Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke's not a very good quarterback to me. Still, I got you. Even after, even after the wins, I get what you're saying. They're um, they have a pretty good defense over there. They got Cam Kitchens over there, and he is he is a ball hawk. I mean, he is one of the best safeties or defensive backs in the country. Let's see, um, Kansas State. It is a. They're a close third in the Big 12 to me. They really are. They, I had this game on my laptop. I was expecting a pretty good game between these two. Houston coming off a um, a pretty good showing against Texas last week. Boy, the refs messed that one up for them. Um, Kansas State beats Houston 41 to nothing. Who has Kansas State lost to? Kansas State has lost to, um, oh boy. They've lost to Oklahoma State, which was a, 
very, very shocked, um, shocking game, shocking loss. At the time, Oklahoma State has turned it around. Um, they've lost to Missouri. And check us, check and see if they have a third loss. I think it's just two. No, they're six and two. Six and two. So they lost to Missouri on that game winner, game winner field goal um, by the thicker kicker. And uh, Oklahoma State beat them 29 to seven. Yeah, Kansas State, I like their offense. They had three different people throw a pass yesterday. And the completion percentage is, is insane over there. They're drawing up routes. Really helped the receivers out. Smart and offense. And see, Will Howard uh, started for them yesterday after Avery Johnson is a – he has been phenomenal for them. He really helped them turn it around. Um, he's a he's a great rushing quarterback. Um, but Will Howard came in and – um, looked really good against a bad Houston team or a bad Houston defense, and looked um, looked really good against them. Forty-one to nothing, Kansas State. Guess who they have next week? They have Texas, Kansas State, oh, and really? Texas. And and uh, keep in mind, Texas will have Malik Murphy at quarterback, who looked phenomenal today, might I say? But yeah, Kansas State and Texas. That'll be a good one. It'll be big it implications be. for the Big Twelve. Big implications, man. Um, speaking of Malik Murphy, he had a day against BYU, a game where I thought it'd be much more competitive. Texas wins thirty-five to six. Yeah, I had my doubts. I didn't predict an upset, but I didn't think it was going to be that big of a blowout without Quinn Ewers. Yeah. I, I didn't think so either. Um, a lot of people are really confused on why Arch Manning isn't starting. I mean, Malik Murphy, he would have had the job um, if Quinn Ewers wasn't there this whole year. That's how good he is as a backup quarterback. And when he can come in like this and, and show it, man, he is a stud. This is kind of his um, statement game on teams recruiting him um, for next season. Because there's about a 90% chance he's going to transfer, in my opinion. Um, politics, I don't see him starting over Arch Manning no matter what. Yeah, no, you just, you've got too much money invested in Arch. you got to start yes. in that position. Yes. Um, I wish it wasn't like that. That's just the truth. Yeah. Uh, so huge coming out party for him and a lot of teams, maybe even Arkansas, can look for him on the transfer portal of the NIL market. <laughs> um, I heard. Go ahead. You have a you have a pretty good backup quarterback, don't y'all? A kid from Moralton. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good he is, to be honest with you. Um, there's a chance KJ stays, but I I doubt it. I don't think he. KJ could stay just because he hasn't had a great season this year, and I don't think he'll go very high in the draft whatsoever. But he could also stay in transfer, so who knows? How is KJ still eligible to come back? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like he's been there since for six years. He played against Joe Burrow. That that is a crazy stat. That's twenty nineteen. Um, tech, let's go to the SC. Oh, we'll stay in the Big Twelve. Finish the Big Twelve off. Oklahoma State. They get. Oklahoma next week and um, in Bedlam they get Oklahoma um, next week and that's going to be a huge game obviously a huge rivalry for them they beat the hell out of Cincinnati today I think it's 45-13 I don't have the score in front of me but I think it's 45-13 so who do you think Cincinnati is going to hire next to be a future Hall of Fame head coach you know, they, have Brian <laughs> the next... they got Luke Fickle and they're going to hire next some Luke random Fickle. guy they're going to hire some random guy off the streets that's going to end up being a Hall of Fame head coach. I'm just waiting for it. Jace, consider me a casual. I had no idea Brian Kelly coached at Cincinnati. Yep, Cincinnati and then Notre Dame. When did he coach? What years was that? Before I keep talking shit, let me make sure I'm right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of um, Cincinnati being good. I remember they beat the uh, they beat Florida um, 2009 when Tim Tebow was still at Florida. Was that the was that a year he was at Cincinnati? Two thousand nine. He was at Cincinnati from two thousand six, two thousand nine. Took another damn job. Okay, okay. That was see that was the year Florida was undefeated and um, Alabama broke it open and won their first national championship with Nick Saban. But Cincinnati went on to beat that Florida team in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, bad, like ugly. Yes, Jace, I could uh, I could be absolutely wrong on that. Check me on that one. I, maybe Florida. Maybe it was the other way around. What team did Cincinnati beat really bad in those years? And and it was, it was a bowl game. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati beat them. No, Florida beat Cincinnati fifty-one to twenty-four. 
Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Completely wrong about that one. <laughs> I had the bogey, I had the year, but it just completely flipped around. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no one would have called you out except for a Florida fan. Yes, yes. Oh man, I can't. If somebody would have got that wrong about Arkansas, I'd be pretty pissed too. My bad, Florida fans. My bad. Um. Okay, we talked about. I guess we didn't really talk about Oklahoma State. They have a running back. Ollie Gordon is a stud. He had over uh, 200 yards today, I want to say. And But they just dominated. A pretty bad Cincinnati team, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Ollie Gordon had 271 on the ground. Any running oh, back has a day like that. Any running back has a day like that, you can expect a W. That's a stud of the week. Jay, I know this is our first podcast, everybody, so things are a little bit rough. But we're going to have a segment due to – it's going to be called Studs of the Week. We might workshop the name. But we're going to have like five players that you never really hear of that just had a week. Just had a game. Yeah, I'm down we'll do with that sometime. I have to do more research. Yes, me too. Um What's I going to say? Oh, well, but the four teams that came in the Big 12 today had a rough day. Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and um, BYU. 0-4 today. Man, you think you think Colorado's making a bowl game? Ah, uh, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that game now. UCLA wins 28-16 to over Colorado. Tough game for Colorado going into UCLA. And UCLA, UCLA is a good team. But Colorado needed this one for bowl eligibility. They got four wins on the season. This this was a winnable game, and they needed it. Uh, do they you have really, a schedule at all? I can look real quick. Man, that I mean, they don't have too many opportunities. That, that targeting call on Shiloh was horrible. Horrible. What a hit. What a damn hit. Shiloh will blow somebody up. Man, what a player. So they have Oregon State next week. Okay. In Arizona. Okay, that's a good one. And they close out week 13 against Utah. Just a tough, tough schedule. They only have three that's games rough. left? Yep. Yeah, so this this was a game they needed to to get into bowl eligibility, to get into a bowl game, um, or at least get on that route to get into a bowl game. Um, so, But now they have to win two out of three of those? Oh, man. I mean, Oregon State – I guess all of them are winnable, but God, that O line is so bad. I don't know how they're going to so win. It's so bad. Shadur is running for his life back there, and still, and still being, still being phenomenal. Yeah, they they can't run the ball. He has to throw every play. They cannot run the ball at all. He threw the ball forty three times. Only had two seventy. Man, they got to. They they have to throw the ball that much. Um, let's see. Staying in the Pac-12, what the hell is going on, Washington State? Fourth straight loss to a bad—I mean, bad—Arizona team, Arizona State team. This team had one loss coming. I mean, one win coming into this game. Yeah, Washington State's funky. Who did they play early in the season? Were they Oregon State? They almost won. Uh, no, see, they beat Oregon State. They beat Oregon State beat thirty-eight Oregon. to thirty-five. Uh, they crazy. also beat Wisconsin. Um, so they had two good wins right there. And they lost to UCLA at UCLA. Not a bad loss. Lost to Arizona, forty-four to six. Last week, who did they lose to? Oh, Oregon. Oregon beat the hell out of them. And but last night, Arizona State beats Washington State, thirty-eight twenty-seven. All right, let's get your top ten right now. Top top ten teams right now. Oh boy, we'll go. One, I go one, two, 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 three, three, like that. Okay, okay. I'm doing uh, – my number one is Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, I agree. Georgia proved themselves um, today. Um, number two, oh, Jace, that's tough. I think I'm going to say Michigan. I think Michigan's my number two team. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Um, moving on to number three, I hate to do this. I'm going Ohio State. Number three. I'm going to go Florida State. Okay, okay. Um, Florida State has looked fantastic these past two weeks. Uh, my number four is um, – I'm, I'm trying to think Florida State or Washington. Florida State or Washington. I think Washington has the better win. I'm going to put Washington at four. Yeah, me too. 
Um, and then Florida State at five for me. Bottoms, Ohio State. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's where. So you were. So I was at three Ohio State, and you're at five Ohio State. Yeah, they just don't have that good of a win to me. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Um, so to fill that out, six. I'm gonna go. Man, that's tough. I almost want to put Oregon there. That's six, how good I, I think they have been. Six. Uh, yeah, I go Texas. You go Texas? Okay. Um, I'm going to go yeah. Oregon at six. I'll go seven, Texas. I'll go seven, Oregon. Um, my eight will be Alabama. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, nine, Oklahoma. Man, I don't know. Oh, oh, I, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, I might have to drop that too. Wow. Yeah, I'd probably drop them out of the top ten. Who's nine? Penn State? I can't do that either. Uh, I'm trying to think where to put LSU, and I'm trying – I know they got two losses. Um, I might have to – I'd go – I don't know. I'm going to go go nine Ole Miss. Yeah, I got you. Yep. What you're doing too? Mm, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Ole Miss or Oklahoma? Ole Miss has the better loss. Their win is LSU. <sighs> That's tough, Jay. Mm. To make a decision, I'll put Penn State nine. And then ten, I got Oklahoma. Yeah, I got Oklahoma ten, and LSU will be eleven for me. Oh, yeah, God, I didn't put Ole Miss. Good gosh. I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to have him in front of me. This is this is hard. This is so, hard. What's your Heisman ballot looking like? Your top my three Heisman. Heisman. Um, my number one, Jaden Daniels. He's got a huge game this week at Alabama. We will be previewing that sometime this week. If he comes out with the win and a – I mean, he doesn't have to have an insane performance, but I think it's his. I think it's his. Um, so, number one for me is Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a homer, but <laughs> number one has to be Jay Nails. He's number two in passing yards, number one in total yards. He's top ten in completion percentage, number one in passer rating, number one in passing touchdowns. This is before yesterday. He had a bye week yesterday. Yeah. And top five in rushing yards by quarterback. I mean, he's just been unbelievable. Unbelievable. And for people to discredit him just because of those two losses, which I know Florida State, that second half, he looked pretty bad in that second half against a, a good Florida State secondary. And that Ole Miss game, he put up 49 points. Yeah, dude, that Ole Miss game was the game, game of the year, I think. Yes. Um, what is my game of the year? Uh, I have I had it written down the other day. Uh, it might be still Oklahoma and Texas, if I'm not mistaken. That, that game, game was just – that game was just unbelievable to me. But LSU and Ole Miss is right up there. Um, my number two. Oh, I'll give you my number 15 Heisman candidate, Jason. Number 15? Maybe maybe number 25 Heisman candidate is J.J. McCarthy. He's my number 25th Heisman candidate. You got him ranked pretty high. <laughs> the odds on favorite to win the damn Heisman. How does that make sense? How does that Man, make I sense to voters? I seen the other day that he was like number 30-something in passing yards. It's it's been that, but and that's the thing. He hasn't had to play many fourth quarters, but still, you can't. That's not an excuse for him. No, especially a team that relies so heavy on the run. They don't yes. even rely on him. I could go and run that offense efficiently. I mean, Cade McNamara did it, and you saw what he did at what he's been doing in Iowa. I know he's hurt for the season. I hope you, I hope you get um, get well, Cade McNamara. But man, man, I hate the Big Twenty, F the Big Ten. I tough say it right now. <laughs> We can't we can't do that, Jace. We're a college football podcast as a whole. As a whole. You can have some some hate toward a certain conference. <laughs> the Big Ten is rough. The Big Ten is rough. Game of the year was last week, Ohio State and Penn State, and it was unwatchable. Yeah, I just want to say don't ever take me back to an Arkansas game ever. Hey, 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 hey. I have a question for you, Jace. What was the experience of going to your first Fayetteville game last week? So I will say that uh, I start off with the good. Okay. Right? For a smaller stadium, 
you had it well. It looked like a pretty good size stadium for only 70,000. Grass was green as could be. Great grounds crew. <laughs> it's a cop out. It's copping out. So now I'll start with the bad. Um, the Arkansas football team, pretty bad. Uh, I mean, KJ looked bad on TV, I imagine, but in person, he was so much worse. I mean, he just he just looked like he was defeated. Yeah, he was missing guys wide open. He was one read run type of day for him. That's all, that's all it was. That's the thing. It's just it's just a one it's one dimensional. It feels like. I mean, he has one option, and he usually checks down. It's just it's just been ugly. And I love KJ, man. I love KJ. Um, but it's it's just been sad to see. Sam Pittman's got to grow up here and start going for it on fourth down. That was rough. Going the first drive of the game, it's fourth and one against a horrible Mississippi State team, and you kick a field goal. Um, you also don't know what to do on a delay of game penalty where you don't know to take a timeout or have the best part of our offense, Cam Little, our field goal kicker, come out and try a long 50-yarder. Yeah, dude. Continue with the band. Uh, it's the only college football stadium I've ever been to where parking was so far away from the stadium. It was horrible. We walked – for guys who didn't know, me, Jace, and my girlfriend and Jace's wife went to – Arkansas and Mississippi State last Saturday. Uh, probably the worst game in college football history. Probably top ten worst games in college football history. Mississippi State won seven to three, and it was just a horrible experience. Horrible experience. Yeah, we'll try to do a thing once a year, <laughs> a special podcast from from a different city we go to every year for a football game. And, Absolutely. Uh, if we would have done one last Saturday, it would have been a pretty pissed-off podcast. Everybody's if, hot and sweaty. Oh but it might have been a good one because of that. No, nah, probably not. Yeah, we couldn't we eat around. A lot of beers in us. Couldn't eat around the stadium because it was so packed. Gosh, man. It's a um, day. I don't, yeah, I, guess, a I don't know if you've ever been a favor or not, but it's, it's, our walk was straight uphill the whole time. It was horrible. You're talking about five, three or four miles. And Jason's wife is pregnant, so it was just – it was tough. <laughs> It was tough. Um, okay, I think I have some questions for you to end the show. Let me see if I want to talk about any other games to end the show. Um, oh, Jimbo keeps his job. Yeah, his contract's too big. Oh my gosh! If South Carolina went up seven or nothing, and then it was twenty-four to seventeen, a little late in the fourth quarter. Um, but man, if South Carolina would have done it, I think he was out the door and I was rooting for it so bad. So yeah, bad. Oh. Yeah, man, especially as an LSU fan, uh, forget Jimbo Fisher. I hope hey. nothing but I hope he does nothing but fail at Texas A&M. <laughs> and that's the thing, Texas A&M has so many resources and yeah, you just, you have that head coach. It's tough. It's tough. He had what was ranked the best recruiting class in history last year. Yes. History. All right, Jace, my three questions for you are, okay, we already talked about J.J. McCarthy. We already talked about the first experience in Fayetteville. What player had the performance of the week? I'm putting you on the spot here. I know you. I know. I probably should have told you this question. What player had the performance of the week? Give me a second to think. I'm going to go to the game of the week Okay. and say Jason Bean. Okay, okay. Uh, um, I do. I do like that. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I do like that because it was. But to me, it was more heart over anything, and that's and that is not a discredit to him at all. But on paper, it wasn't great. But I mean, who cares? Who cares? In that type of game, it doesn't matter. You went and you got the W. First time beating Oklahoma in over twenty-five years. Huge shout out to Jason Bean. Um, my. Performance of the week, I got Noah Fafita, Arizona's backup true freshman quarterback, comes in and beats a top 12, I think they're number 11, Oregon State team, a hot Oregon State team. And just what he's done to that Arizona offense, he's turned he's turned the team around. The backup true freshman quarterback has turned the team around. You have not, I don't remember ever seeing that um, in a long time, a long time. So my performance of the week is Noah Fafita. Yeah, good for him to be able to shine in a conference that's quarterback packed. Absolutely. One day, well, I guess we can do that on a different podcast. We are going to rank the Pac-12 quarterbacks because that would be a fun one to do. Just give you your top three right now. I'll top you right head. now. 
Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, and oh man, it might be just because he's in my head. Noah Fafida. This top year, three. this year, obviously Caleb Williams is a stud and will go top three, top five in the draft. But right now, that's my top three of this year. Yeah, I'm going to say Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Caleb Williams. Okay, okay, yep. Um, I might just be too much in the moment on Noah Fafita. Obviously, I'd take Caleb Williams on a if I had a football team um, for one year. But Noah Fafita, he's just on my head right now. I'm going to take him number three in the Pac-12. All right, brother. That's all I got for this podcast. You got anything else, man? Go Tigers. Go Tigers, man. I hate I hate hearing that on a podcast that I run, but I guess I got to have it. Um, guys, just bear with us. My girlfriend just walked in. Hopefully she's got some food with her. I'm a little hungry. Um, so this is our first one. We'll just bear with us. We'll get some things right, get the video right, get the audio, hopefully – um sounding better but i appreciate y'all for listening uh we'll see you in the next one we'll have a preview out this week we'll see you in the next one guys appreciate it all right brother